It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slay. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. See what it is there? <laughs> That's his line from the, from the movies, you know. Uh, you gotta talk about that. Uh, DC breaks our trust, Mike. We were oh. riding so high, and here we are. <laughs> um, this is the summer of TV shows, and we'll talk about what the two competing TV shows I feel every summer who are like, I'm gonna release before you, but no, I'm gonna release before you, <laughs> and more. I mean, I would say at the risk of dating the podcast episode, uh-huh. but that seems to be absolutely pointless since we're a news podcast and you can yes. very easily date everything we talk about. But a very critical question to ask you, Chris, and you may or may not have already been um, uh, aware of the uh, of the question and controversy circling the internet right now. But which one uh, are you? Are you team doors or team wheels? Does that mean anything to you when I say that? No, it does not. Oh. This, is, this is news to me. Oh, uh, Chris, it's everywhere now. It blew up. Oh my it was gosh. just it was just an innocuous poll question that was posted from just a random person on Twitter. This wasn't even like a famous person as far as I know. Random person said, "Hey, Twitter, help me and my friends settle a debate. What what is oh. there more of in the world? Wheels or doors?" And okay. I, I think the argument is fascinating, no matter what side that you're on, whether you're team door or team wheels, because it's just really fun to see people like kind of problem solve it or just work through it, or they just walk through their life and they discover a new example of like a door. And they're just like, oh my gosh, I forgot these are doors. But then like you literally like open up the door or look behind it. Like a great example mm-hmm. is a microwave, right? Look right. at a microwave. That's a whole other door that you can add to the, the argument, yeah. right? But what happens when you open up the microwave? What's that little tray inside spinning on? Three little wheels. So uh, the conversation has <laughs> moved from Twitter. It's all over uh, TikTok and other platforms of people just <laughs> looking at the world wow. in a different light. But uh, uh, it's been great. But what are, what's your knee-jerk reaction? Wheels or doors? Uh, mine would be doors. Um, Do- just, oh, oh, just I don't know. I I don't know what this means. Maybe this means that we were always meant to do this podcast together. I'm also wheels? team doors. Oh, okay. Like, right. it seems to be most people are team wheels. The majority seem to be team wheels. The Twitter poll, I think, ended, I want to say, with about maybe 20,000 respondents. And I think it was like 55, 45. It was 53.6. Uh, I pulled up an oh. article just to, <laughs> just to look at what's going on just, here. Just to make sure I wasn't going literally crazy and just yeah, making I, stuff up. On I'm the like, spot. what have I been sleeping on? I'll, and I'll explain why, why I've been sleeping on this the past few days. But this is this is wild. Because, I mean, I'm sitting here, I'm counting the number of doors in my house. You know, just regular doors versus car wheels. But you're right. It, it does break down a little a little farther. Yeah. And it time. honestly, it's just fun to talk about. We had some people over last night uh, having some drinks, talking about wheels and doors. It was just, it was very exciting. And I think that the thing that's great about it, it's the first time I feel like in the last maybe, maybe two to like five years where like just something kind of wholesome has kind of come across and broke through on the internet and kind of mm-hmm. like 
somewhat of a this is that white white and gold black and blue dress again yes exactly so uh wheels or doors it's been great (laughs) my my logic i'm gonna add to this is i can tell you uh i know of a band called the doors uh but a quick google tells me a band called the wheels (laughs) only lasted three years so uh i feel (laughs) doors is leading me in the right direction (laughs) oh I, i love that i love that argument too yeah some people get a little too out of the spirit of the question and they get too abstract and it's just like if you have to explain why it's a wheel or why it's a door like with more than like one or two words like mm-hmm. it's not what it is yeah uh, i think i i think in the spirit of the question a gear is not a wheel like i, I understand it, it like spins but in, in, in to the spirit it doesn't match the spirit of the question and also i would say that's not like that's not a gear's primary function so- a gear's primary function <laughs> is to like move act on something else and make that kind of move like a yeah. wheel is kind of like for just strictly movement, like transportation well, type, in my I w- head. I would also say, uh, just looking at this, I have a mouse wheel right here, right? Um, mm-hmm. So do we consider a sphere a wheel, like a ball, uh, like a, like a, an old mouse scroller ball? Um, that's. I mean, I think that's a that's a great question because like there's some office chairs. Office chairs seem to be, seem to be like a big up. Uh, a big point for team wheels because yeah. they're just like, well, yeah, you can look at a, a skyscraper and there's a lot of doors in there, but think of how many office chairs are in there. Uh-huh. Now I, I have come across office chairs before that kind of have that, like that spherical quote unquote wheel underneath right. it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, is that a wheel? I don't know. So it's just a fun yeah. discussion to have. And I don't think we'll ever really know the answer, which is what makes it great. Cause you this, can just like argue with your friends hours. This is fun. I like this. This is a fun <laughs> question. This is, this isn't, you know, uh, you know, DC versus Marvel where people start throwing punches. This is just a fun question. I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, but I will tell you the reason I missed this is because I was at a place with more, doors than wheels um, <laughs> this weekend i've been spending my weekend uh, at the louisville arcade expo and i probably brought this up on the show um several years because i've gone to it several years now um i have friends who have a booth there that i help them unload their arcades they sell old video games that's their specialty um and it's just really fun because you know everyone knows i love arcade i'm building my basement into like my own little arcade so i like to go out and experience the classic ones but at the same time i'm like i'm taking notes i'm like oh i like this i like that you know banner stuff like that so if you're ever in the first or i believe second weekend in march in louisville they have the arcade expo uh it's a weekend long event, friday saturday sunday um I, I always recommend going to classic retro arcade games, um, free play. Like you, you pay to get in and they're all free play. They do, um, you know, they even have the, the older, older consoles as well, Mike, like the, um, the like Commodore 64s or like the, mm-hmm. the 3DO, the ones we never had because they were like, they weren't Nintendos. They, they, they sold, but they weren't the biggest ones in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to go through and snag some comic book games or games I, I, I had when I was younger, as well, but you know, I mostly went and played some arcade games. It's really, really fun event. Um, with that, my friend, um, his brother actually, we, we unloaded. It's a uh, he's got a Time Crisis Two arcade for sale. Oh, and, uh, Time Crisis! And he's like, he, he only won like a thousand dollars for it. I'm like, that's pretty good for a Time Crisis arcade to have like in your house. But uh, you know, where do you put it? Where do you put stuff like that? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, really fun place. I recommend a uh, pinball is the other thing I've seen a lot of this year. Uh, this company uh, who sells and remasters pinball machines, they have like, 
I want to say no less than 15 Rush, the band Rush Pinball Machines there. <laughs> uh, and I was like, that's a very interesting thing. But I think there's a lot of uh, people who, who like the band Rush. And they were all, I wouldn't say all, but like every five of them were different, right? So like there might have been like three different versions of the Rush boards. Um, another guy who was selling old games had actually old pinball boards, like the flat boards that, um, of machines that had been um you know, damaged or taken apart for sale. I'm like, that would have been a cool little uh, decoration, you know, kind of mm-hmm. on the wall. So uh, I always recommend that if anyone's in town, I, I had a good time. Like I said, I picked up some games um, from Genesis to PlayStation, Xbox. It was uh, a, a perfect, perfect little event, Mike. I, I recommend it. Um, but on the other hand, when I got home from it last night, I decided to uh, take my hand and, and I had a choice of two films to watch yesterday. Uh, that came out this weekend. One is The Adam Project, which I ended mm-hmm. up watching. And one that I didn't watch is Turning Red, which you ended up watching. Yeah. So we we um, we um actually, in a uh, stroke of luck, we both watched the movies that we are on our list. We both I think we both want to watch these, but we ended up doing the other, uh, the opposite here. And I'm going to yeah, say... See, that's, what, that's why you synergize and you, yeah. you listen to this podcast, because uh, we complete we, we complete more ground with <laughs> the two right. of us than We complete single. each other's sandwiches, uh, <laughs> if you will. But uh, no, so uh, The Adam Project, um, to me, it's been on my reader. It's, it's Ryan Reynolds. It's, um, uh, I can't, the lady who plays Gamora. I just had it. Zoe Saldana, uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, a little kid who is essentially a young Ryan Reynolds uh, through and through. And it looks to be involved time travel, right? Um, about, uh, you know, a young Adam meeting the older version of himself, Ryan Reynolds. So this movie, I think, Mike, uh, is a Netflix production, right? I believe so. Um, mm-hmm. which I actually need to add some notes. Directed by Sean Levy, uh, who we actually are going to talk about in the show notes um, below. And you'll find out why. Is um, It feels like a Netflix movie, Mike. And uh, and this isn't... I, I, I like the movie, but I'm just going to say, like, you can tell there were some budget restraints here based on Netflix these days. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't, is, what was it, um, Red Notice? Is that the, the last Ryan Reynolds Netflix movie he did with The Rock? And yeah. Doug, mm-hmm. you know? um, so, like, there are, there are, you can tell, and the only reason I say this is, like, there are sets and you can feel the movie sets in this movie, Mike. And, and mm-hmm. that's not, it's nothing bad. Um, you know, there's, there's some, some wonky CGI. I'd love to get your opinions on because I know you're, you've got an eye for wonky CGI, if you will. Um, but overall the story is really fun. It's, it's, it's charming. It's got heart. It is enjoyable. This kid, if he ends up playing a young version of like Wade Wilson in a Deadpool three movie, I would definitely love that because he's through and through, you know, Ryan Reynolds, the actors are phenomenal on point throughout this whole thing. But I, I I think it's it's good. I'm glad I didn't. Go, I'm glad this is not a theater movie. Um, but it feels like a Netflix. But I'm glad I watched it at the end of the day. I'm yeah. trying not to to ruin anything or say anything because it no, is a, I, a, a yeah a story based movie. But I, I think it it feels like a Netflix movie, and I'm glad I was able to access someone else's Netflix account and watch it <laughs> along the way. Yeah, I, I appreciate the the non the non spoiler kind of uh, impressions, and it's funny because even though it you know has some big heavy hitters in this movie, I would say. I never really rush to my Netflix account to watch, you know, oh. Netflix films because they just really have not been great. I mean, they're really just kind of more of a series streaming network. But I actually started to hear early last week buzz about this movie from like critics that I like and I enjoy and I follow. And I was like, well, this is a surprise. I can't remember the last time I've heard about a Netflix movie 
critically. You know, you yeah. always hear about it like, oh, the biggest streams, the most streams that they ever had, or like, oh, this is the most expensive Netflix movie they ever. So it, it's always a different metric. It's never the quality metric that you want to hear about. Right. So I had started hearing good buzz about the Adam Project. So I was like, oh, I should probably yeah. watch this. Uh, and I feel like I kind of have to soon or i'll just kind of forget it exists because netflix is just this giant pile of content and a week from now they'll be promoting something totally different and brand new and i'll probably never hear about the adam project ever again so uh we'll see if i get around to it but i was i I wanted to watch it this weekend but didn't get to it yeah i i think you know again there's nothing against it but like you know i'm thinking i don't think netflix is running out of money but they might be you know queuing up some films that are uh not theatrical quality right like they're 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 saving a little bit but again if you have great actors you can look beyond that i mean i think ryan reynolds and uh, I, I don't know the kid's name and i feel bad for not knowing off the top of my head but uh he, he did a good job because they're the stars of the film so um yeah and then um the director sean levy will talk about him later in the episode so you watch the other side of this uh turning red uh, which my wife keeps calling the panda movie, and I'm like, <laughs> well, she's kind of right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, so she's very excited to see it, and she said we didn't get to watch it today. Uh, we were supposed to, but uh, I'm, as you can probably tell, I'm under the weather from allergies uh, hitting me from our false spring here in the Midwest. Um, and so, uh, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me your initial spoiler-free thoughts here on uh, on Turning Red, Mike. Yeah, Turning Red was absolutely fantastic. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about going into it. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's a trailer that came out recently that maybe reveals a little bit more of the story. But I went in only knowing the very basics of this girl turns into a panda whenever she gets overly emotional or kind of out of control. And that's pretty much all I knew about it. So uh, it was awesome watching the film, kind of learning the mythology that they're introducing, uh, getting used to the world. I didn't even know this film is technically a quote-unquote period piece, which is going to make you feel really old, Chris. It's set all the way back in the year 2002, which feels like not that long ago for us, but you know, kids nowadays, that's like the eighties when we were kids, which is just wild, but they do a really good job rooting it in that time period. And what's it like to be, you know, a teenager and growing up and being awkward and going through puberty and stuff like that. But, uh, not only is the, the story really great, but everything behind the craft of the film is gorgeous. The animation's amazing. The emotional range uh, that they put on the characters. The lighting is gorgeous. Um, the, the first thing I did as soon as the film was over is I hopped on Amazon and I bought the art book. So that should be showing up here in a couple of days and I'll be digesting yeah. that like crazy. So uh, people are saying that this kind of fits into this new trend that Pixar is going after. Um, which is just kind of focusing on what it's like to be a kid and maybe quote-unquote like lower stakes adventures, kind of talking about Luca. But I wasn't head over heels for Luca myself. I felt like the story was actually maybe a little too lacking, and it really didn't dig its uh, talons into me. Mm -hmm. But uh, Turning Red, I would say, was firing on all cylinders. So uh, I think a lot of people will enjoy this movie. I mean, especially if you you are... uh, um, if you were anywhere close to the age or demographics of the the main character, I can't imagine how great it feels to like kind of be seen. 
right? You know, uh, yeah. uh, like a Chinese Canadian girl in uh, Toronto at the age of 13. Like, I would just love to be in a room with a person like that, just like seeing this movie for the first time because it's like, it feels like so specific, but anybody can enjoy it. So uh, a lot of great representation in the movie, but it, it doesn't feel like it's ham-fisted at any time. So it's just fun to see a bunch of characters act like nerds and dorks uh, and go through these crazy trials of turning into a red panda. So a big recommendation uh, for me, go watch Turning Red. Red Panda the movie. There it is. And that's on Disney Plus for free. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, the other other, uh, Pixar, um, I guess the third Pixar movie goes right there. Now, before we get into the news, I have a question, Mike, and I might have posed this to you in a group chat. I don't remember. Um, I recently remembered my theater projector can do 3D, um, active with active 3D glasses, right? The ones you buy that have like little battery in them and mm-hmm. charge them. And I am trying to decide if I should buy a pair of 3D glasses to test what home 3D looks like. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of 3D. I'm thank God is dying at the movie theaters. Uh, you know, knock on wood for now. But I'm I'm like, if I have the ability, should I test it? And I'm trying to guess. Guess, uh, and this is also for you and the listeners. What 3D movies I should try first? I keep hearing people say the Lord of, not Lord of the Rings Avatar uh, from 2009 which we have to rewatch before December of this year right anyway mm-hmm. for the show um, the Lord of the Rings um, the Hobbit movies the, the three that came out you know 10 years ago um, is, is popping up as well do you have any movies that you would recommend if I did try them to watch in 3D the, off the top of your head I think the only thing that pops into my head outside of you know Avatar being the most obvious example and this probably just goes to show you how unimpactful 3D in general at the theaters yeah. was that you can't even remember a good experience but I remember seeing Gravity in 3D oh yeah and that was I felt like that did a really good job with scale um and dimension so th- I think that's the only thing I could recommend yeah I, I've, that one has popped up as well uh, I do have a lot of Marvel movies. Uh, when I bought the Blu-ray, they came with the 3D discs. Um, some people mentioned maybe Civil War, I believe, when I was looking up lists. Um, or, you know, maybe maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I think it mm-hmm. came with the 3D. So I'm just I'm just trying to think. So if any listener has anything that's like, yeah, you should try this, I'd be down to possibly, you know, pick up a pair of glasses and see if it even works. Um, just to, you know, really get that old school 3D experience going i think wasn't uh the original jurassic park like re-released in 3d um you know kind of with that post-processing uh workflow so i I feel like i remember it being like reintroduced that one might be kind of fun to watch yeah there's that yeah there is that one i I was hoping they never i remember watching this in 2012 mike uh when they redid episode one uh star wars in 3d Mm -hmm. uh they were gonna do them all then they canceled them all um, so I'm like, oh, we never got it, but I never saw that released. You know, did do mm-hmm. you remember ever? I never remember seeing these uh, movies. I mean, it does it does released. really feel like something that they would have done with the prequels, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if I can find maybe maybe someone has a copy online. I don't want to watch the new ones. I type that in, and it's like The Force Awakens in 3D. I'm like, no, 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 don't want to do this. Um, but it's also interesting that um, to me that you know a lot of streaming services this isn't something they try to tap into as well um like hey watch the 3d version stream you know from us um which is great that they haven't yet but i can feel them being like you know uh i can see disney doing this down the road like hey we also have the 3d stream as well as the imax yeah. stream kind of thing 
it, so. I feel like it would be only a thing that they would add if it was very simple for them to do right because it yeah. doesn't seem like something that's going to drive a lot of subscriptions. I mean, yeah. I don't have a 3D TV. Like, there's no way yep. I could take advantage of it. So don't. They yeah. wouldn't want to put in so much well, effort that it wouldn't see I, a return. Well, to me, it's the and, and I hate this, the advent of the metaverse, um, right? Like all VR headsets can watch 3D movies. Uh, I actually didn't think. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But so they'll like, have to wait until the headset adoption gets a little bit yeah. more. But that could be something they could be like, hey, we've made a Disney Plus app for for the metaverse, and you can watch mm-hmm. the movies in 3D here, which I would never want to watch a movie with a headset on. I, I've tried it with the PSVR, and I was like, no, this is this is too miserable to, to suffer through. But um, but anyway, I mean, that's just something I was thinking. If anyone thinks of anything else, do, do let us know. Uh, tag us at uh, Superhero Slate, or just myself, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. Online, I love it when people tag us on, on on stuff. It's really fun. So, glad the listing. Moving into movies, recently we were able to do a spoiler cast slash review of the Batman that hit theaters, Mike. And um, due to its success, due to the overwhelming positivity for Colin Farrell's Penguin, they have officially ordered a Penguin spinoff on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now, I've heard that this was possibly considered as a sequel to the Batman, uh, how much Batman will be in it. Probably very little to none, but, uh, it would be interesting to see what he does in the, um, in the, in the universe, uh, going forward based on, on the end of the movie. Well, how does, how does this guy who's just kind of slightly deformed, uh, and runs a, a thing, uh, like a, a, an iceberg lounge, if you will, become known as the penguin and, you know, tied into penguin stuff it would be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm excited about this. This seems like good news, right? Like for yeah, I mean, for shows. Yeah, I guess it really just uh, depends. I feel like we've had a very similar opinion about everything DC, HBO mm-hmm. Max related. The, the only thing that we've really seen come to fruition at this point in time is Peacemaker. Yeah, and it, that went well. Yeah. So D- no despite us not there. despite us being like why <laughs> yeah. at the beginning. But, so yeah, but also I feel like you can't use that as kind of a um, a. Uh, kind of like a way to perceive what's going to happen because it really more feels like a James Gunn project that moved forward and like this is coming from a totally kind of different angle so yeah yeah, we'll see yeah I agree I agree Uh, on the flip side of that the Gotham PD series they were making over there is on hold completely and now they're going into like an Arkham based horror series um, which you know they did have a little bit of Arkham there this this one feels like yes, they they could have should have been doing this all along, but like it really feels like there's no guidance over there. They're just kind of throwing stuff at a wall and seeing what what sticks, right? Because they how how often do they pitch that Gotham PD series? Like yeah, like they were like every and, month, yeah, like yeah, we're we're making it, we're very very excited about it, and then now it's like now nah, we're not, we're gonna we're going to Arkham, which we've seen very very little of. So yeah, and I feel like if you're making an Arkham series. I feel like there's only maybe two angles to take and maybe those angles end up in the same season mm-hmm. where you could show the origin of the asylum to begin with. But I don't know how super interesting that would be. Right. I think, because you, I think you wouldn't, you wouldn't be seeing a lot of like cohort cohorts, co cohorts, cohorts. Of villains. Yeah. <laughs> from Batman. Right. <laughs> because, you know, I don't think a lot of those uh, villains They're- were around when the Arkham Asylum was founded. Well, I think there's there's twofold here. One, Arkham in the movie we watch has a different meaning behind the name of it, right? Um, without saying any details. Uh, 
the the Arkham name is very different. But what we saw of Arkham doesn't seem very horrific. It seems like it's just a regular jail, right? Like what we what little bit we saw, right? Like in the trailers of the interrogation scene, that's one scene, and then once uh, you know, kind of at the end, there's another you know uh, follow up in there, and there's nothing scary about this. Like what horror can you have in this jail that's just kind of in, in in Gotham? I I'm, yeah. I, I think I mean, the origin could work based on what we what what we do know of the Batman world, but like, there's nothing there that's horrific unless they're like, oh, but we, if we go to the basement level, wink, wink, where we keep <laughs> all the crazy ones. Also, we've yet to see anything horror come out of the, I would say, kind of superhero genre on screen mm-hmm. just yet. We've had darker stuff, right? I'm sure the next Doctor Strange movie is going to be a little bit darker. Uh, New Mutants was, technically had a little bit of a darkness, but I've yet to see anything reach to the level of like quote unquote horror. Oh, I I think the real horror will be when Morbius hits the screen and we have oh, to go watch it. Chris, that wasn't even a segue. You just had to you just I, had to really <laughs> sink the knife in and twist it. Didn't we? You? Well, I, so uh, t- this morning I went out. Uh, my my sister in law's birthday was last week, and and mine's coming up. So we have a shared birthday brunch with the family, and we were talking about Morbius and. Um, my brother seems to think he's not watched a, a superhero movie. I think since Endgame, and he's like, "Well, Morbius could be good." I'm like, "Of all the things you could say for the past three <laughs> years, that's the worst one you could have said." Of all uh, things you could say to me, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Ugh, yeah. that's not not really leading into that one." But um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I think I think you're right. Horror, you know, it needs to lean on that. I think the Batman movie isn't a horror film; it's just a dark film. Uh, so I don't know, you know, how, how horrific can you get in this very grounded universe they've, they've set up. So, um, a lot of question marks on this. We'll even see, we'll see if it even comes to fruition at the end of the day. Um, but after, you know, the success Batman's been having after this really awesome, the world needs DC superheroes promo before every showing of the Batman, um, DC on Monday came out and decided, ah, fuck it. We're moving every release date we have. <laughs> Everything we just promised you at the beginning of Batman uh, less than a week ago, done. It's not even in stone anymore. And um, it, as you said, uh, you know, you put it really, really well. This is why we have trust issues with them. Um, <laughs> like, there is no rhyme or reason right now that due to the, the financial success of both Spider-Man and the Batman... There's no reason to delay movies based fi- on financial reasons, right? Um, if a single movie was delayed, it could be due to you know reshoots or, or something that they want to adapt based on you know what the current film's doing. But they literally moved how many we got here one two three four five of their movie release dates uh, around enough to to kind of even shake it up a little bit where I'm like just kind of upset. I'm like, this is stupid. Why would you, why would you do this? Yeah. And And, you know, I'll play devil's advocate. I'll be fair and just and fine and say, we had very similar news uh, a few months ago Mm -hmm. when Feige and Disney pushed back all of their Marvel releases. I would say in almost a very similar fashion, right? But the main key difference here is when that news was announced, they didn't just release a promo hyping up all of their movies saying with, it was coming this dates. calendar year. Yeah. yeah. So it just seems like I'm just trying to figure out what did they, what did they know like last week that's different yeah. than what they knew like around the Super Bowl, yeah, right? Because that's when that promo came out. What changed in those couple weeks? Yeah. And well, and, and they obviously, I want to say knew this before <clears throat> the Batman dropped, right? Like 
just don't put it in front of the Batman if you know you're going to change the dates. And, you know, if Batman had had really, really bad in, like, you know, box office money, I'm like, okay, they're, they're playing. But there's no reason. There's no, this is just a, a, a big nebulous cloud of why they move these. And, and I, I don't know. So let's, let's dive into this. So DC's League of Super Pets, uh, we just got a, a quick little trailer uh, on, the, what was it, the um, uh, Keanu Reeves voicing Batman uh, has been pushed from May 20th to July 29th of this year. So same calendar year. That's a plus. And what is going to be even crazier here, Mike, is that wouldn't you say July 29th was a, um, you know, uh, movie already, right? Well, it is. It was Black Adam. Black Adam was literally sitting here on July 20th, and it's been pushed all the way back to October 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, you know, the, the starting point of like, okay, well, why... <clears throat> Is there anything going on during these months? I couldn't find any release schedules. Fine. Also, the the uh, that October date is interesting, right? It seems yeah. with this movie uh, and with Venom kind of conquering uh, October's in the past, they're really trying to reclaim this like specific month that was mm-hmm. like weirdly in the fall, after summer, before uh, the winter movie season, uh, and. You said before it it was going to be coming out in July, a very primo month for films, big films, and moving to a month like October. Yeah, it makes well, you wonder if they just want to grab a different audience. Yeah. I don't well, know. It, it Honestly, it just seems like some sort of big spreadsheet where one thing got messed up, and they're just like, we have no choice except to move everything. Well, I would say I normally agree with you, but... What happened here is The Flash was on November 4th. Why did Black Adam not go to November 4th? It's not like they, they all shifted mm-hmm. dates. Like, why did <clears throat> Black Adam go to October 21st and not November 4th where The Flash was? Because The Flash moved as well. So, like, what what is this date here, and why was it not in stone before any of this happened? Like, like mm-hmm. what where did it go kind of thing? Um, so, let's, let's move on. So, The Flash was November 4th. It moved all the way six seven months to june 23rd this is probably the movie i was most excited for this year for dc and mm-hmm. it's been pushed all the way to june almost july of next year like out of like out of even you know conceivable reach here so that's rearrange it which it was coming out before aquaman which was december 16th while aquaman has also been pushed to march 17th of next year so um it'll now be um Aquaman before the flash, which is, uh, you know, uh, hopefully these don't tie in together, but maybe hopefully they kind of did. Right. Like, you know, we want the DC to be a connected bit of, uh, of, of cinema. Yeah. I mean, these are huge, huge shifts. I just, I, I just, I would love to know what motivated it. You know, is this strat, is this box office strategy? Is this, um, is this problems with production? Is this, you know, maybe related to uh, like shareholders, right? Are they trying to move it out of different financial quarters to maybe so, juice numbers? <clears throat> I don't know. Well, let's 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 take a look here. There was one movie that moved up six months. Um, Shazam: Fury of the Gods went from June second of next year to December sixteenth, Aquaman slot of this year. Um, which is weird because I thought they'd put some you know some some faith. You know, that's good. They moved it up means production's probably going well, right? Um, but it, correct me if I'm wrong. Avatar two is still on track to release this year, right? This Christmas. We, I mean, I mean, we shall see. I feel like we haven't heard much. 
like we we've only gotten a little bit of like behind the scenes production like maybe like one or two photos i think of like we saw like a water tank once i I don't even i might be like fabricating this in my head which means it could theoretically be nothing that we've seen yeah we've seen several we've seen several things you're you're not you're not wrong uh on that but that's really really you know avatar 2 if you we said one thing whether you like it or hate it you don't mess with james cameron at the box office right like whether whether you like his movies or not so what is why i mean is shazam something they can just throw away is that is that the plan here because i just looked this up the other movie coming up two other movies coming out that day mike are in fact the super mario brothers movie the animated one with chris pratt uh and pinocchio um and i believe that's the one with uh uh it's got ewan mcgregor in it not the one we just saw the photo of uh so like you know it's the del toro pinocchio coming out Mm -hmm. um so you know I, i these could be placeholder dates they could also shift but why I don't know. Again, like you said, we don't know the game plan here. It's been really nebulous. No one's really said anything about this, which is crazy it's for like, all these it's DC like super. It's like superhero movies are turning into like uh, uh, upcoming releases of video games. I'm very yeah. used to video games getting delayed, and I think most of the most of the community is. But like, you know, these dates used to be very concrete. They would only shift very occasionally, and then pandemic came through and said, "Oh yeah, we can just move stuff whenever." It's not out yet. We made the movie. So, so <laughs> whatever we want with it. So the Flash is um, literally uh, had more directors and almost as many release dates as uh, any other movie uh, mm-hmm. threatened to be released. But I will say the Flash it, it was delayed to um, June. Was it June here um, uh, of next year? Because that is the release, the anniversary of the Keaton Batman movie, I believe. Um, so to kind of add that in there, you think that's like, they're like, ah, we'll pick a new date, but that's the same date as the other because they're bringing back Michael Keaton. You think is that, who who knows? I feel like, uh, if anything ever gets released on like an anniversary, I feel like it's more luck than anything else because, Mm -hmm. you know, nerds like us will notice the correlation. We'll be like, oh, that's interesting. I I feel like the general audience is going to spend the exact same amount of money at the box office, whether it came out on Batman day or didn't, yeah. or, you know, so I don't right. think that's that big of a deal. Yeah. I, I think I, that it's, to, yeah, like you said, it's a bit of marketing uh, for them to, to use uh, because I think the other thing was what you, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's coming out on the, the 45th anniversary of uh, Star Wars, I believe the new hope. So yeah. Lastly, the other release date DC moved for some reason, whether this affects our show or not is the Wonka movie, which Looks to be a Willy Wonka origin story, possibly like the Joker. Maybe it's dark and gritty. Uh, um, but as it's dark not... and gritty as Timothy Chalamet can be, right? Exactly. I mean, I've I've heard some other podcasts also call it Jonka, like Joker and Wonka together. Like this is the <laughs> like the Joker, Walking Phoenix Joker movie. But uh, it's December fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Um, it's fine. I think it'll be it'll be fine to watch. So, um, DC really. I, I mean, like you said, they really. The promo, if the promo hadn't been out there, wouldn't have been as much of a, a, a kick mm-hmm. to the face. But, you know, like you have such a really good, you had a really good weekend with the Batman. You made a movie people are not hating on. Um, you know, it, it's it's great, good news all around. And then they come out the next day and like, ah, we're just going to delay everything. Uh, Get so, your house in order, Warner Brothers. Yes. Do, do let us know uh, whenever you figure that out. Uh, some other uh, DC news before we wrap up here is the Gotham Knights video game 
uh, got a release date of October 25th this year, Mike. And uh, good news for everyone. It comes out on all consoles, whether it is uh, Xbox One series, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, or PC. Uh, so um, that's pretty pretty cool. So if you're looking to, to play this Gotham Knights, which is based on the Court of Owls storyline, which I think everyone uh, is... It's been a big, big talking point uh, after the Batman, even though it's unrelated. It's just people want to see that um, movie made, and this is um, good news for them there. And in case you forgot, they are working on a Gotham Knights series, which uh, I forget about this every time I turn around because <laughs> uh, I don't know what it's going to be. But they've cast um, two characters. I don't know the actresses they cast, but the first one... Uh, is Cruella Dent. If I said Cruella Dent, uh, would you know who this is? Uh, I would guess something related to Harvey Dent. Yeah, that's what you like to think, isn't it? But apparently <laughs> uh, it has to do with like Earth 3. It's like that one Earth where Batman's uh, uh, Bruce Wayne was killed, so his dad became Batman and his mom became the Joker. She's tied into that somehow. Mm. Um, she goes by the name of the Joker's daughter, which whether no one really knows her identity in the comic books, she's changed several times. I don't know what's going to happen with this version. It's very confusing. Uh, the other one is uh, everyone knows Carrie Kelly, right, from the Dark Knight Returns comic book series. The female Robin um, has been cast as well. So it looks like they're just pulling literally every young Batman character they can into this, right? Everyone but Batman. Um, so I, I, I assume more Robins will be announced soon or, like, you know, Aqua Lads or I don't know, that's, that's Aquaman. Like, you know, who... What are there like? Is there like a young Harley Quinn somewhere in here? Like you know that they'll pull in. I don't know. Um, this this series, I can't remember. Do you remember? Is it CW? Is that? Oh is that God, ring a bell? I, don't, I don't even know. And even if it was technically CW, it's gonna air and stream yes. someplace else. So it, it's not concrete. <laughs> it is. It is uh, on the CW. So there you go. Another CW show for you folks to to get ready to to watch. So. Uh, enjoy uh moving on obi-wan kenobi uh, hit us with a poster earlier this week and you know we were like oh there's got to be you i think you said right the trailer is going to be right around the corner mm-hmm. boom two hours later our first teaser trailer for the obi-wan kenobi show dropped and um i i, I didn't say it would break the internet mike but good lord did it blow up everywhere like this was for the next 24 hours this was all i heard was obi-wan kenobi and star wars um teaser trailer you know, look here. And, uh, I think to me, you mentioned this very, very well. Uh, you put in duel of the fates and that's instant success <laughs> all around. Right. The, yeah. The it's a, uh, yeah, it's cheat mode. You're turning on big head mode, invincibility, uh, off to the races. That's just such a great, great song, which it's funny. I don't necessarily associate it really with Obi-Wan so much. You know, I, I, feels like more of a Darth Maul theme to me, but, you know, Obi-Wan was there when the song was playing, when they were fighting Darth Maul with Qui-Gon at the end of the uh, the first prequel movie, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's such a good... And I think it's updated a little bit. I was, lis- I was listening to the trailer again today, like, oh, this is a little bit of a different mix or score or edit because there's some other elements there, I feel like that's not quite from the original. There, well, there are three soundtracks in this. One is the very iconic Duel of the Fates... Mm-hmm. Uh, one is called Anakin's Dark Deeds, I believe, from Episode 3. And then there's the Battle of the Heroes, which is also from the end of Episode 3 as well. Like, all of these, mm. like, have to do with Obi-Wan and, um, you know, and Anakin going, like, turning into Darth Vader in, in this. Like, 
very thematic all around, but they, they do play all three of them uh, through this, uh, which, which was really, really cool. You know, again, you know, if anything, Star Wars has an amazing soundtrack and sounds throughout everything, and, and it looks yeah. good, so... I mean, you'll be able to speak more to the kind of bigger reveal in the trailer here momentarily, but I was refreshed to see some locales outside of the desert planet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm getting really kind of sick and tired of being on a desert planet within the Star Wars Disney Plus uh, kind of show era. Like, I can only see a sand dune so many times or like a dry dusty outcropping mm. uh so i was happy to see some more kind of metropolis-esque areas throughout the trailer yeah i think i think something that's important to add is uh, most of the disney plus trailers show scenes from the episode one right like or the first episode so i i assume we're gonna see a lot of this in the first episode of the show you think so you think we'll we'll get off world that early that fast yeah, i mean it, it's it's highly possible yeah um i i think so um, but you know, that's, that's the, why is he getting off world? I think there's a couple, you know, things to, to, to point out here that, you know, we get to see, uh, a young Luke Skywalker early on in this, right? Like a 10 year old Luke Skywalker pretending to fly a pod racer. That's a fun little throwback, but there is an inquisitor, a, the uh, lady with the red lightsaber who happens to be facing down, um, uncle Owen in the, uh, looks like a, Maybe most most Eisley, most Esmond. one of the Moses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, most definitely uh, facing with, uh, Uncle Owen pretty early on, and Obi Wan's there, but he can't come out of hiding because Inquisitors, um, whether you know this or not, Mike, are Jedi hunters. They were trained and picked by Emperor Palpatine, and trained even further by Darth Vader to hunt rogue Jedi across the universe. And if one of them, and I believe it's the third, this is called the third sister. They all have um, numbers. First. Uh, Grand Inquisitor, which we see in here as well. We'll talk about that. Uh, second sister, third sister, fourth brother. You know that's how they name themselves in Rebels. Um, we see the second, the third sister, literally hunting down um, possibly Obi Wan, but you know f- coming face to face with Uncle Owen a couple of times in this. Now, yeah, I, I thought the, the the narration was pretty po- powerful when because uh, I think it's possibly the Grand Inquisitor that's speaking. Uh, throughout the trailer but i really like this idea where he's saying like oh the jedi it's their nature they can't not resist the urge to kind of help somebody in peril so we will find them eventually because they can't hide forever type of deal i was like oh this is i like the the theme that this like show is presenting through this narration yeah the the um one of the problems uh not a problem one of the things you know we know uh, no matter how much trouble Uncle Owen's in, we know he lives. Um, uh, until well, he, until he dies. Until he until, doesn't. <laughs> yeah. But we know he's going to make it out of this episode or this show, right? And then we know Obi Wan's going to make it out of the show. But everyone else, uh, there are some that will not. Um, but Star Wars Rebels takes place after this, very close to the start of A New Hope. Um, but I believe you know there, there's definitely some interesting parts here. This is also the first time. So we see the Grand Inquisitor, right? He's got a red spinning lightsaber mike you love your lightsabers um, <laughs> we didn't see i don't think we saw obi-wan light his up at all but we see several red ones especially a spinning red one which looks like it you know um could could do some damage if it spun at you properly um throughout this now i will say we do not get any visuals on uh, darth vader even though we do get from i believe it's entertainment weekly an image to look at here um of him uh, in the in the show, he looks like he's coming out of his little little pod where he he spends his his alone time. But 
um, he wasn't in the trailer. I think they're holding that back for us. Do you think? I think the next one we'll get is probably on what May the fourth, like the the big, you know, big trailer on May the fourth. That yeah, highlights that would, the show that, a bit more. That would make the most sense. That's probably when you'll get your shot of Obi Wan probably popping his lightsaber, uh, right? You know, yeah. more classic, iconic Star Wars uh, scores and sounds because yeah. uh, those are one of the absolute best things about Star Wars is the music. Um, I, I do have to say, even though this trailer does seem like pretty hype and like pretty exciting, uh, we're kind of running out of material to mine from kind of like the Skywalker story arc, right? You know, once we kind of put like Obi-Wan to bed, you know, we've seen the, the whole path of Luke and Han, and I suppose uh, you could continue on and maybe follow Chewie uh, further mm-hmm. down the line after some of the, the later Star Wars films, but... It seems like it's time to maybe start putting this uh, era of Star Wars to bed pretty yeah. pretty soon. Yeah, and I think this was, um, out of everything announced, this one, and then there's the Acolyte, which is back in the High Republic era, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the last one. And I, one of the, the few things, you know, despite whatever, it does say at the end, a limited series, which... Thank God makes me think of it's only one one season, right? Like what else mm-hmm. what else do you need out of this? You know, we, we know how he ends up at the end of you know, where he ends up at the start of a new hope for Obi Wan. We don't need to see him going gray and becoming Alec Guinness uh over time, but like there there if it's a limited series, I, I really hope it is a limited series and we just kinda leave it alone and move on. I'm really curious what the odds are to kind of keep this uh this era or at least lineage going of like, okay, well, we're going to see Obi-Wan, you know, just kind of chilling on this planet, uh, killing time. What's the chance that he like falls in love briefly and maybe has an offspring, yep. right? You know, is there going to be like the child of Obi-Wan TV show in the future? Do we need yep. it? I don't know, but uh, that's kind of my, that'd be my dark horse guess, right? He's, he's impregnating somebody in this limited series just so yep. they can keep that going. <laughs> Yeah, I, they, they, I don't know if if Dave Filoni has anything to say, they probably won't. Hopefully, they're they're listening to him uh, for a lot of this. You know, he he worked on Rebels and you know the, the hyper stylized look of it. But I'm I'm excited to, you know, um, it's not this. Is, I think the Inquisitors are very very shortly lived. They only lived in between episodes three and four. Um, did you did you play Fallen Order? Did you beat it yet? Uh, no. Uh, so you fight two Inquisitors in that game as well. The second sister and I believe the ninth sister as well. So um, I know that this is an opportunity to increase or introduce more Dark Jedi or evil lightsaber users along the way. Um, but overall, I mean, like you said, I, I think this is a lot from the episode, the first episode. Um, that's why it's very sandy, but it looks like they get off world pretty quickly because I guess if your goal is to protect Luke Skywalker you don't want to be near him while you're fighting people, right? So you would probably leave the planet to distract any Jedi hunters uh, from from being even near him throughout the whole thing. Um, yeah, anything else to this? I think, you know, again, I'm very, very hype. Very, very excited to, to watch this uh, show and, and when it drops on May 25th, uh, when, it, when it comes out. So. I, I will not stand for anything more than... Uh, I want to say maybe 33% uh, sand, right? Yeah. Uh, give me majority majority plus locales that's off the sand. I, I don't think so. My, my, my thoughts is, you know, there will be a Obi-Wan Vader fight. They will definitely not be on the sand planet. So to get there, they've got to 
probably use a couple episodes to get them far away from here uh, mm-hmm. before they they fight. It'd be interesting. I don't think they'd fight on Mustafar again, um, but you know, uh, I, I'd definitely be interested to see what they do in more of a crowded area, right? Like in here, we see like this. It's not Coruscant, but it looks like you know it's like a little bit of a seedy underbelly kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. could you imagine like two very very powerful force users going at it um, in in like a literally like a city locale rather than a an isolated mm-hmm. you know yeah. throne room or something where nobody's around? That would I think that would be interesting uh, to see to see a lot of. So we'll keep you guys posted. Mike, did you get a chance to watch this Moon Knight preview here that that dropped early this week as well? Yeah, I did see a little bit of it. Yeah. So what I think to me, there's a couple cool parts. Right out here, it starts with him cloaking up as Moon Knight. Like it shows Oscar Isaac literally in his transformation into uh, the bandage version of Moon Knight. So we get to see that like right out the gate. And um, if anything, you take away from this trailer, it's those first three seconds for sure. Uh, this little preview. Um, there is, um, I think also we get to see, what was it, the um, uh, the villains, uh, Ethan Hawke, seems to have some sort of ability to hover something in his hand, uh, float something, and some Egypt mythology. And uh, the other part I was going to point out to you, Mike, there's like some part where it looks like we have Mark Spector with Moon, or with Khonshu, like, and some like light rings floating around did you see yeah. that like, in the trailer yeah i was gonna i was gonna bring that up that was probably my favorite part of the trailer because you get to see kind of the uh the animation and the characteristic of this uh character that's not human you know kind of interacting in the world and not just kind of being like a spooky over the shoulder close-up right yeah um so i'll be looking forward to more of that yeah uh this comes out the end of this month i think we're uh less than two weeks away from it um I know very little. I'm trying to go in dark, right? Like I want to not, you know, ruin myself by overanalyzing this stuff, but I do enjoy the suits. There was a preview that showed, um, there's the regular human version, the, um, hooded version, and then the Mr. Knight version. So, um, my theory is maybe those are the three different personalities of him, right? Like there's the, the cloaked version who's one, the business Mr. Knight, who's another, and then the human version. I can't think of his name, but he's got that weird accent. Um, so, Moon Knight looks to be pretty cool, Mike. Is this uh, still still positive on it? Still feeling good? I'm still I'm still very interested. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah. The main actor's name, um, Oscar Isaac. Great guy. Thank God he's making up for his turn as Apocalypse in X Men <laughs> because that was, it's not him, but that movie was awful and his look was just disastrous. So, yeah. It is funny though he is playing on another Egyptian. I didn't even really think of that until just now, right? Like, like Apocalypse was really Egyptian in, uh, mythology, and now he's doing this Egyptian mythology. So yeah. it's all uh, about the pyramid scheme, huh? The pyramid scheme, top down. If I tell two friends, Mike, and you tell two friends, and then they'll tell two <laughs> friends, and then the next thing you know, we all have uh, Disney Plus subscriptions. Miss Marvel, probably uh, one of the bigger question marks, again, for the Disney Plus shows this year. We don't know a lot about it. We've seen a couple of concept arts. There's rumors about her having crystal powers versus growth powers. I don't know what it is, but the theory is it's looking for a June 6th release because there is a red carpet scheduled for June 3rd for this show. Um, so this would be interesting because it would lie it, like they would we would actually have an overlap between Star Wars and Marvel for a little bit uh with Obi-Wan Kenobi Miss Marvel 
But the other thing uh, with this is it looks like it's a multiple season show as some of the crew cups, which I thought they would delete this by now. Thank God I saved a backup. Shows Miss Marvel season one on the cups. So it looks like they're planning to keep going with Miss Marvel for a couple seasons yeah. on Disney+. Plus. It is interesting, right? Uh, Moon Knight could end up being like this as well because you're introducing characters brand new with a Disney Plus show. It's not surprising to imagine, you know, multiple seasons because everything else that we've gotten from Disney Plus and Marvel has been characters that have existed in movies, but then they're getting their own show. So, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I think Loki Loki's the only one confirmed with the season two so far. Um, Wanda is going into Doctor Strange. Miss Marvel, before she gets to season two, will be in the Marvels. Uh, I would really love to see where Moon Knight ends up right in there. Is he a blade? Will he be in Blade? Will he be somewhere else? So You know, I, I would say it would be weird for somebody that really likes the first season of Miss Marvel to not watch the subsequent movie that she would be in and then go back to watch season two because I would imagine there'd be a big character development and you'd be like, well, what happened to her between season one and season two here, right? Yeah. Uh, I would say that doesn't happen often, but I mean, you you just said before that the last superhero movie your friend had personally seen was Endgame. Yeah. We have had Spider-Man, Batman. We've, there's been other things that have come out that they haven't gone and seen. So people, people are picky and choosy. They're not completions, completionists necessarily like we yeah. are and maybe the people listening. So uh, <laughs> I guess that's one of the helpful things, though. If it's all under the Marvel umbrella, at least yeah. when you get that previously on Miss Marvel, they can throw in clips from films in there to, to yeah. kind of catch you up. Exactly. You know, when it's all under one umbrella and you have it in one app, they're like, hey, make sure you watch The Marvels on Disney Plus before you mm-hmm. watch Miss Marvel. Or like, here's your Miss Marvel watching order uh, kind of thing. It's episodes and then that. So, um, yeah, I think it's fine. I, I'd be interested to see if this still pops up in June or if it's delayed a little bit um, to later in the summer to give room for Obi-Wan to shine a little bit uh, on its own. But, again, they don't necessarily – Marvel fans are not Star Wars fans, even though there's probably a huge overlap between those. She-Hulk, the merchandise reveals the looks again, Mike. We have the merchandise leaks <laughs> here. I sent these to you right away uh, because they've got uh, Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk all over these thermos cups, man. If you like thermos and She-Hulk, by God, Amazon has you covered. Um, and, um, what's interesting to me is when I looked at this, I'm like, she's literally wearing the Hulk's, um, outfit, the same color outfit design as in games Hulk, right? The, uh, professor Hulk when he's about to do the, when he's doing the science experiments mm-hmm. uh, on the time travel. So it looks like some of that from Mark Ruffalo will be like, Hey, you have a Hulk problem. I'm going to get you a, you know, a suit that looks like mine that fits your, that works with your Hulk strength, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we'll get a little more science behind it, but, um, is this is just i mean it looks fine she looks like a she-hulk right i mean yeah exactly i mean there's there's been a lot of fan art photoshops out there from you know people just changing uh tatiana maslany's skin color turning it green and that's kind of basically what we got right here on these uh thermoses yeah the biggest takeaway like you said was maybe more of the costume that she's wearing and i wouldn't say that's a that's a far off guess that you know this is given to her maybe from her cousin who has um maybe uh advanced materials that you know yeah. won't bust open when you transform yeah uh, it, but yeah i'm looking forward to see how this is uh, uh being done on screen right because this, is this going to be a, a continuous uh visual effect that persists every time 
that this character's on screen? Is she going to stay in this form all the time? Is there going to be a human form? We, we don't really know 100% uh, just yet. It, it, yeah, they've, they've really played this one close to their chest. I think the other thing is also, like, um, you know, She-Hulk, they give her, like, some really pitch black, like, full head of hair, right? That's the one thing with Hulk you never got. He always had, like, a, you know, a shorter haircut, um, you know, based on, you know, Mark Ruffalo's hair. So it looks like they're giving her, like, a full head of long black hair for this movie as well. So um, very interested to see what this will like at the end of the day. So uh, cross our fingers and uh, that we, we get a preview sooner than later. So I think it'll be good. I think this will be, be a good time uh, to to see on a sad note as of this morning we have learned that uh, actor william hurt who's played general thunderbolt ross in all the marvel movies including Incredible hulk passed away at age 71 so oh um, i didn't know that yeah wow, i'm finding out via the show notes right now yeah so i don't know if he's in the show or not uh right like general ross has been a thorn in the hulk side uh since you know again his, uh, in the comic books and all the movies everywhere so uh, he he was uh, like the one one of the characters who's who's come over from the Incredible Hulk through the rest of the shows, right? He was in the Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk, uh, Civil War, I think, is was was his, that was his first return back. Uh, you know, he's in in uh, Infinity War. Um, you know, he's just recently in Black Widow this year. Um, so uh, you know, it's 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 sad. Loser. I don't know if he was in this show or not. I know that the um, Emil Blonsky. Uh, I can't think of the actor's name, uh, but he will be carried over. He'll be coming back. So if he's in this show, you know, hopefully, you know, I'm, they might have got his scenes done and, and we gonna see him. But I just don't think we'll get to, um, you know, him being the Red Hulk ever. Right. Like that was always. Uh, the... That's a sh- that's a shame. I, I don't think that means the Red Hawk's off the table, but uh, yeah. I'm sure his family does not give a shit about Red Hulk at the given yeah, moment. Sad, exactly. to, sad, sad to see him go. He was a great addition. It was great to see. It was one of the first times it really started to feel like Marvel was okay embracing something that maybe was not a hundred percent in the cards. You know, at the very mm-hmm. beginning when they were trying to get this uh, this franchise and this universe started off. You know, I would say the the. Um, the what do they call them monday morning quarterback right the monday morning quarterback nerds yeah. back in the day would be like oh they should never reference that hulk movie it was so bad and it's like no let's let's yeah. bring him in he's a great actor great character uh we, we they've that movie did a lot of the legwork already of bringing him in so yeah it's sad to see him go yeah yeah and then i think um correct me if i'm wrong was it his his was he related to john hurt i can't remember um I thought they might have been related, but I, I could be completely wrong. I think John Hurt's British and he, William Hurt was American. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's had he has a huge, um, long laundry list of, of, of films, you know, other than Marvel. So it's sad to see him go. And then, uh, you know, one of the uh, few returning characters to the Marvel Universe. So uh, sad about that. Uh, Shang Chi. Some concept art leaked earlier this week, showing uh, the fighting ring. The scene from that movie, right? Remember when they had the, mm-hmm. the fighting, showing Deadpool versus Proxima Midnight, and you're sitting there, Mike, thinking, "Damn, that'd have been sweet, right? That'd have been a mm-hmm. great cameo." Um, well, number one, Proxima Midnight, I believe, was killed twice uh, in the in the the movies, <laughs> and Deadpool hasn't made his crossover yet. Well, come to find out, the story behind this is when the concept artists were said, "Hey, pick superheroes fighting," they were given free reign to pick whoever they wanted to fight, uh, rather than. Uh, anything yeah. actually directed from the story it's just how concept art works and also if you just even look at the kind of uh 
stage ring that they're in. This yeah. is not, this isn't, I mean, the idea is there, but it ends up yeah. looking very, very, it's not surrounded by chains, uh, you know, in, in the film. So you can tell this is very much early in the development cycle. Yeah. So it's cool to look at. It's cool to, you know, to fantasize, you know, that would have been a fun little, little sneak peek to include some cameos in, in Shang-Chi, but, um, uh, but you know, it's still it's it's not the end of the world at the end of the day. So, but that's fine. But I don't think that's the last we'll be seeing of Deadpool, Mike, because uh, as of this weekend, director Sean Levy of the Adam Project has been tapped to direct Deadpool three, starring Ryan Reynolds. Brought to the you by producer extraordinaire. <laughs> because yeah. if you look at this man's IMDb page, I will I will let the listener right now just in your head pick a number of how many upcoming projects that you think this man has in development. So just you know, think of a number in your head, things that you're working on. Are you thinking like five, six? Maybe you're being really generous. Like, oh, he's probably got like a dozen things in the works. And I would look at you and laugh because I believe the number is eighty three projects in development right now 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 this is this is probably the case because he is a producer so he is attached to a lot more things but i feel like he's gonna have to start taking things off of his plate because once you start to direct something your life becomes that movie for you know x amount of time like when you're directing deadpool 3 you can't be weighing in on scripts for these other 83 projects that you're working on right well i would i would say so but he is uh a director extraordinaire as well mike um he directed the real steel movie you just got done watching oh wow uh night at the museum both of them date night the internship uh, all three night at the museum sorry free guy it was also his movie last year. Uh, he goes back to even so, you know, uh, the Pink Panther, Cheaper by the Dozen, Just Married. He is doing everything. What what is this guy not doing right now? Right, like I, I think he's he's got like you said a lot of his tables on on producing, but he's also directing, um, you know, that stuff. I I think it's funny. I went back and looked at his television stuff. Do you remember the show Animorphs from the late nineties? <laughs> yes. He directed five episodes of Animorphs. Wow. Uh, so he is just. He's a busy man. He's not doing anything huge, but he's doing great work, you know, throughout the whole thing. You were like, I don't think of Sean Levy, but um, I think some people learned him a little bit more when he did uh, Stranger Things episodes. He he directed some of those as well. So Trying uh, to become a household name. Good yeah, luck. Good, well, if he does Deadpool 3, I think that'll be... That'll be solid for him, but I mean... That, um, that could do it. <laughs> but Deadpool, it's good to know we have a, have a director, uh, you know, um, on this. I believe... They are trying to use the same writers from Deadpool two or no? We talked about it with um, the Molyneux sisters. Yeah, right? from uh, Bob's Burgers slash The Great North with, to to do a draft and then with uh, Rhett and Warnick taking over the screenplay duties. Uh, so that means they're moving along. Um, I think you know Deadpool is an interesting property. Uh, how, if they put it in the MCU, it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be serious. This could just be fun, right? Like I, they just need to be just need to be having fun and you know levy working with ryan reynolds on free guy in the adam project they've got some good chemistry i think it'll be a good time after i think free guy reminds me more of deadpool than than the adam project so you know mm-hmm. if they're just having fun and uh, keeping it rated r will definitely be cool with that so and now with uh, disney plus's new parental controls and launching this week uh with the uh, uh, addition of the defender series it'll be great it can just live on disney plus with everybody else in there speaking of r-rated projects mike uh the boys dropped a 
very uh, Easter egg laden trailer, as you said uh, before we recorded, um, with lots of things that we could probably sit and pick out, but we didn't because it was just such a good time to look at this whole time. So, um, season three, of the boys will be dropping on July third, and this is a red band trailer, by the way. There uh, is um, sex. I don't know if there was language, but there was definitely um, blood and destruction. Uh, uh, Homelander's milking a cow yeah. in a very uh, kind sensual of uh, sensual fashion. Yeah, so I suppose yeah. you could have to look out uh, for that. Yeah, don't like, watch. Don't like, watch this at work. That's that's what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, like Chris was saying, uh, Chris is more familiar with like the kind of comic book origins of some of these storylines. Uh, so when I watch the trailer and I'm not, I'm like, oh, these all seem like winks and nods to things. To, that I do not know, so uh, I did find that pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I to me it's um, there's I think the biggest thing people are going to pull out of this is why does Billy Butcher uh, have superpowers? Right, Mike? Do you do you know mm-hmm. why Bill, Billy Butcher has superpowers? Oh well, I would assume <laughs> they get a hold of you know whatever that. It's a compound what V if, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, compound V. That's what it is. So I would assume there's an act of desperation or a lonely, a low part where he needs to resort yeah. to it. I, I would assume that's I, how it goes. I would even say maybe not even like if you're going to take down, you know, uh, Homelander, uh, I don't know if they'll take him down. I, I don't think this is the final season. So I don't think this is the last we'll see Homelander. However, you know, if you're going to fight him, you're going to need superpowers and it looks like he, yeah. he's got super strength and definitely the heat vision uh, that no. he's got. I mean, uh, Point Grey, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, you know, that group that puts this show together, they definitely have creative integrity. So I could imagine them at one point in time deciding, oh, let's end the show. This seems like the most uh, narrative uh, time to end it. But Amazon will want this to go as long as possible. It's one of the most yeah. successful things that they have on their streaming service. They're, they have an animated uh, anthology series that came out recently. They have that spinoff series that they're working on. This will be around for a while. Yeah. And I would assume, since not only are we seeing uh, Carl Urban with glowing eyes in the trailer, I saw him with glowing eyes before I watched the trailer on like just promotional stills like for it, like the thumbnail. Yeah. So I would think that the glowing eyes happens within the first drop of episodes, right? Maybe not episode one, but like if they drop maybe two episodes on that first week, it'll it'll happen early on in the season. Because oh, yeah. why would you spoil the reveal of something that would happen like mid or late season, you know? Yep, yep. Um, the other thing is, you know, the, we see the advent of our, the increased scene time of Jensen Ackles, who's dressed up like, a, it looks like Captain America, right? Uh, pretty much mm-hmm. about this. And he plays a character called Soldier Boy, who was a World War II super... Uh, powered person from compound B very similar to the, who the, the chick from season two, who was like in world war two, right? Like mm-hmm. she was very like, but she was a Nazi. Nazi. Though, so. Yeah. <laughs> so this was the American version of that. Um, so yeah. So he looks like they're bringing him possibly out of stasis a la winter soldier at the end of the trailer. Um, um, and and pro- that's probably like damage control of just like, Oh no, we have to show that this person is, you know, good to balance out all the uh, bad that came from the past. There also seems to be a lot of shots of um, what's his name? Midnight? Is it midnight or something? Black? The black suited guy who's like doesn't talk oh, and like they gave what him was like his a, name. The uh, lamplighter? No, that was a was that was a different the void uh, or something like. Yeah, I don't remember what what it was, but yeah, because there there is the um, he, he's just literally like again just a black black noir. There it is. Uh, and they 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 did they almost killed him last season. Uh, so he was like in a coma. So. 
he doesn't talk, uh, whatever. Uh, so I think he will have an increased, um, you know, um, presence throughout this season as well. Um, coming out together, but I'm, I'm excited. The other thing I think we talked about a little bit, uh, while we're watching this was, is there a musical number episode this season? It looks like there's a lot of dancing and singing and like promos and stuff. Even the, the heroes quote unquote heroes and villains are all like singing and dancing quite a bit in this. Um, yeah, who knows? It could be a whole episode. It could just be somebody gets some hallucinogens, right? Yeah. And they start to imagine uh, is, some things, or maybe I, it's a scientific experiment. They all get could, locked up in a lab. I don't know. It could be. Well, I mean, I think it could be. What if it's a super, some super's power is like anytime they're around, everyone has to sing and dance. Like what if like that's some, it feels like a stupid enough power they put in the boys, right? Like, yeah, I, I hope, I just hope it's good. Like musical episodes of TV shows. I, it's a very, very, very um, uh, wobbly tightrope to walk yeah. because I feel like whenever I've seen like the behind the scenes of like the show creators or the runners, like oh we're finally doing a musical episode, it's gonna be great, everyone's having so much fun. They cut to the actors who are just like, oh, I've never had to sing and dance before, so this was interesting. So it just always looks like something that the the cast and the crew had fun doing, but then it's just like. I don't want to watch a musical episode. I want you to advance the narrative and show me some fun boys stuff, like some explosions and, you know, <laughs> severed heads and stuff, because oh, that's yeah. kind of what the, the show excels. in. so I suppose in a musical format that could just be extra funny. Um, but yeah, usually it's because like the best thing about musicals, right? It's, it is the music and that stuff like takes time to craft and, and uh, like a catchy earworm and everything like that. Yeah. So well, we'll see I, how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I could see them again. The boys is a parody of superheroes, right? Like, like a darker parody of superheroes. So I could see them literally. Like, it's not like we're having fun and doing this. Like, this is miserable. We all hate it, and like, it's hope they they they're trying to figure out how to kill this person. Maybe the only time they ever work together is to kill the hero, making them do the song and dance routine like the whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, there's there's some opportunity here for them to skewer this up in a um, brutal manner, if you will. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm expecting more. So this is coming out July 3rd, 2022. Now, the other show that always releases in tandem with the boys is the Umbrella Academy, Mike. And literally this morning, we have our first very brief, very nondescript teaser about the Umbrella Academy Season 3 uh, the with the Sparrow Academy. And that launches on July 22nd of 2022 on Netflix. Um, it looks, again, the Sparrow Academy... If no one remembers Umbrella Academy season two, they go back to the current timeline from the past, the seventies, and there's a whole new quote unquote Umbrella Academy with new people, uh, with new abilities, not the same seven uh, that that existed in the uh, previous universe called the Sparrow Academy. They'll probably fight for a minute and then figure out they have to team up to take down whatever is in the way. And I believe their father is still alive and kind of yes. like this alternate future that they've created. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, if, that's, in, I think that's the interesting part because they, they told him who they were in the past. So when he comes to the future, he doesn't pick the same seven kids, right? Like he's like, uh-huh. I'm not going to pick these seven because obviously they're idiots and went back and messed up the <laughs> timeline. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know if, um, uh, this actor is supposed to be one of the the new cast of kids. It would make sense, but if anybody out there watches Euphoria, uh, one of the characters on that show, Ash, who was a, a younger character, 
uh, was recently announced to be in the next season of the Umbrella Academy. So yeah. that'll be fun to look out for. Yeah, they announced the, the, the Sparrows beforehand. So he's not a Sparrow, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe he's a young version of a Sparrow. Like they do like, hey, here's these kids growing up and what they look like. Oh, maybe. Um, could easily see him doing that. The only one that is the same from the Sparrow is the character Ben, who was a ghost for the first two seasons, right? Like, he died and followed Klaus, like, haunted him kind of a little bit. Um, he is alive and a part of the Sparrows in this, so the same actor is there. That's the only kind of through line. Um, but um, I'm excited to watch both of these, Umbrella Academy and The Boys. Like, I think that's a great summer lineup uh, since we've, uh-huh. we've been without them for, what, two years now? I think 20... 20- 21 was the last time because they, they filmed them in 2020 so um or 2020 was when we last saw them not 2021 so yeah i mean I, it's going to be a banner it's going to be a banner summer for netflix because they have uh the next installment of stranger things coming out as well yep. uh like stranger thing umbrella academy uh they're two biggest shows uh yeah. it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a lot of bandwidth coming out of those servers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, two two drops of uh, Stranger Things even as well. Like, you don't just mm-hmm. get one, you get two this summer. And whatever else they decide to to throw at us, they um, don't really announce anything out of the blue. They or announce anything. Usually ahead of time, they're like, here you go. Uh, like, the Adam Project to me is like the past month, I guess, is where I've heard it the most. I didn't even hear it before then. So it uh, be interesting to see that. Anyway, Umbrella Academy, there you go. Season 3, July 22nd, 2022. Mike, that's this week's episode. People want to know what you're doing, what you're up to. Where can they find you at? Oh, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you. Where can they find you? Find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. People know more about the show, what we're doing. Well, they got, since they lost an hour of sleep today, you know they're gonna have to get up even earlier tomorrow to go to work, and they're gonna want to listen to us. But where can they find all this good stuff to listen to us at? Oh, the headquarters of Superhero Slate is at superheroslate.com. That's the best place to get all of our awesome show notes. So if you want to see all the things that we talked about this week on the show, we got all the links in our show notes there. We have a nice upcoming release calendar. So you can keep track of all the the craziness and release dates uh, coming it's, up these next. It's couple been years. updated as well, so everyone uh, should Chris, be good to go. Chris, he's so diligent. Your your commander here at Superhero Slate. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts as well. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroslate.com/store. We love hearing from you. Reach out, you team wheel, you team door. We gotta know. Uh, mm-hmm. Pick a pick a side already. Uh, we also we love our super fans. So if you want to be a super fan of this show, all you gotta do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week, folks. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe.